Zoe sang the words from Isaiah in part, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And uh, we feel in the darkness. I know it's dark, it's winter, but uh, there is so much in in, in the news, isn't there? And in our own personal lives that is difficult. And I was thinking that that this year feels sizably harder going into the new year than last year, which felt immeasurably harder than the year before, which the year before I thought was as hard as it could be. And I was trying to think, what, what, what is this world? And, and one of those things is this complete air of uncertainty now that we have lost confidence that we know what's going to happen and what we can plan for. We've seen that financially, where you know the politics of growth and stability and all of that suddenly gone, complete uncertainty. We've seen that in, in Europe with the political situations, complete uncertainty. Things that we thought were rock-solid, dependable foundations have gone. We're suddenly locked down, out of things whole world changing. This is a world of deep uncertainty. Whatever we think we know, we're fast learning we don't know if that's true. And in my mind, uh, I I, kind of had a a bit of a a visual aid of this, and um, whether it's going to resonate for you, but it seems to me that, that this... It's kind of like just, just rubbish that, that pollutes our world. And it's a world of danger. We were fearful of those who coughed near us. And now we're fearful of prices, of poverty, of war. Of our neighbour. There seems to be so much darkness and difficulty. We're living in a land of darkness and we see so much aggression, anger online in the way people communicate. We see division. We talked last week in church, I talked about polarisation. I talked about uh, the way in which we're divided and everything is about whose side are you on, and once somebody's on our side, then we think that every, we agree with everything, but as soon as somebody's not on our side, we disagree with everything. And it gets angrier and angrier, and the discourse gets angrier and angrier. And it feels like our world is getting just filled with this stuff, and it leads to division. And families divided, friends divided, colleagues divided. We're aware for many of us, our workplaces have become divisive. Lots of folks in schools or in the health service, places of argument and conflict and difficulty. It's a painful, painful world. And it certainly is darkness and it's filled with rubbish. And the conclusion to all of this is very often a sense of fear. Sometimes it's a lingering, nagging anxiety and fear underneath. 
And sometimes it's a sharp and profound fear. We catch a news headline. We see a post, a message. We receive something that somebody said. And we're afraid. And so this world is a world of darkness. And even though Isaiah is written uh, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, we, we feel this darkness. But he says a great light has dawned. What is this great light? Well, the next verse is one of those verses that we, if we go to Christmas services, we're very familiar with. But I wanted, as I thought about it, I thought it's quite a strange verse, actually. He says, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. I thought, why would we want a child? (laughs) How, How does a child sort out this rubbish? How does a child deal with the vitriol on the internet? How does a child deal with rising prices? How does a child deal with President Putin? How does a child, not only a child, but a baby, how does it, what good is a baby to this broken world? And then it says of this baby that the government will be on his shoulders. Well, that would crush most children. And frankly, most of us have a very uh, uncomfortable or negative perception of government. And if the government is on the shoulders resting on this poor baby, what on earth does that mean? Sometimes the game of party politics is incredibly depressing. And you think, is it all just about who gets to be number one? But actually, the purpose of government is really important. For government, in God's eyes, are those who have responsibility and those who have the authority to make decisions that are needed to protect everyone. That is the purpose of government. To, on our behalf, order us to look after everyone. This child is supposed to carry government. Wow, it's getting more and more confusing, isn't it? He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I'm going to come back to these verses in our, in our live streams over midnight and on Christmas Day morning. We'll come back to those particular verses and what, those particular ideas and what they mean. But I want to leap on to the next bit. It says, of the increase of something, there will be no end. And maybe I think too, too much about these things, but I started to ponder this idea that this child is going to have something that will keep growing and never end, never stop growing. The increase, it's an odd phrase, isn't it? The increase of this thing, there will be no end. In other words, it will keep on growing forever. Now, that's... If you think about it, there's nothing really that does that. You know, trees get to a point and then they wither and die. We get to a point, we keep growing and then we start to wither and shrink. Everything we know that lives, grows, stops, declines, dies. 
What is this thing that will grow forever? Its increase will have no end. It cannot stop growing. What is it? It talks about his government again. It's a reign. It's that the child's ability, his kingdom, will keep on growing forever. Now, in order to grow forever, it, it, it's probably got to start quite small. And that's one of the things Jesus talks about. He talks about his kingdom being the size of a mustard seed and growing. It's not how it starts. It starts as a baby. But it just keeps on going. It just keeps on going. And it's a government of peace, of shalom, of total well-being. The, the reign, the kingdom, the, the, the nation of, God, of Jesus is one of well-being, of peace, of shalom, and it grows forever. So I wanted to try and illustrate that in a way that uh, well, it kind of I didn't want it just in my mind I had this idea that of, of something growing and keeping on growing. So I brought my pump, which is the second time this year this pump has made an appearance in church. If you were with us when we were had the tent out, I don't always go for inflatables. There are other things, but I'm just going to turn it on. And I want to reflect on this kingdom. And as this kingdom grows, it pushes out other stuff. So it pushes out. Can you stay there for a minute? Let me hold this down. It pushes out uncertainty. And it replaces it with destiny. What do I mean by destiny? I mean the idea that tomorrow may be difficult, next year may be difficult. But when the kingdom of God is at work in our lives, the end is secure. The return of Christ and the establishment of an eternal life where there is no more sorrow no more suffering, no more tears. I love the way that some of you are probably worrying this is going to explode. And they're thinking, stop talking, Donald, and pay attention. Don't worry. It didn't explode earlier. The kingdom of God ultimately is one where every tear will be wiped away, where there'll be no more death, where there'll be no more sorrow, where there will be no more sin, no more injustice, no more oppression, no more uncertainty because there is a destiny that Jesus will conquer the darkness. He will drive it out. That's probably enough because I know that some of you experience anxiety with the things I do, which is why I stand on the very edge just to wind you up. <laughs> the kingdom of God pushes out 
the darkness. It changes danger into protection. He circles around. And though we may get bruised and go through fire and go through the waters, we do not drown, we do not burn, and we do not die inside. Though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we rise and he protects our soul. And instead of aggression, it's driven out by mercy. So where the kingdom of God is, there is mercy, there is gentleness, there is a God who, does, who turns aside the anger by modeling something different. Instead of division, there is love. The command of Jesus is to love. The kingdom of God is fundamentally about love. It is fundamentally driving out all that's wrong. And it started in that stable. And it went through the cross and through the 12 disciples and through the early church and through and through building love and driving out fear and replacing it with confidence. Confidence in what? Confidence that next year is going to be better than this year? No. Confidence that in 10,000 years we can be with God and every sorrow is wiped away. Because the, the fact that this kingdom is going to keep on growing and keep on going means that it lasts forever. And really, this box isn't the world. A, a better way of thinking of it is of our hearts. Let's just put that there. That the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Jesus, that will keep on growing starts in here. It's not a political, we won't change the world through voting. It's really important to vote, because if you don't vote, you get... Anyway, let's vote. <laughs> but it won't transform the world if we don't transform the heart. We have to let the kingdom of God grow within us and let mercy and love and peace reign. What is this kingdom about? What is the method? He says justice and righteousness. This is what he wants to grow within us. What does it mean, justice? Well, that's easy, the reliable protection of all. That when we say to God, here I am, come into my life, fill me with your spirit and grow out. Let me treat every human being with dignity and with love. And that's what righteousness means. It simply means to follow the right rule of God, which is to love. It's very simple. Jesus commands it. And this is his kingdom. And there's this incredible passage just a couple of chapters later. Speaking of this child, a spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of reverence and obedience to the Lord. And he will delight in the reverence and obedience of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his ears. He will not decide what he hears. Sorry, he will not judge by what he sees with his ears. He will not... He will read properly what the Bible says. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes he will de or decide by what he hears with his ears. Don't we want an internet like that? Don't we want 
a world like that. With righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor. This is the kingdom of God that is growing. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. He will end, hush the noise. He will end the men of strife. It will come. It's growing from here. And what I wanted in my mind, and I couldn't find out a way of doing it without spending thousands of pounds, I wanted to find an inflatable that I could keep blowing up until it filled this room. <laughs> and all the muck and the dirt of our lives is squeezed out, just like it's squeezed out of our heart. And the kingdom of God is growing. It starts in a heart and it keeps growing out. And it may feel that it's battered and bruised, but it will not stop growing. There is nothing that can stop the government of Jesus. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. And this final uh, wonderful uh, concept, the wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat. What does that mean? It means enemies will be in harmony. The oppressors will no longer oppress. The oppressed will no longer be oppressed. The wolf will live with the lamb. Harmony, peace. This is the kingdom. And it will go forever. From that time on forever. It will keep going. It will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so the important question for us is whether we're going to be letting it grow within us, in our heart and out. Whether we're going to cooperate with the justice and peace and love that this little baby has started, this little seed, this little action. Or whether we're going to remain outside and be those that are pushed out as it comes, because if it's not within, it will push us out, and the kingdom of God will take the world, and the darkness will be driven out. I don't know when, but I believe that love will conquer, and that Jesus will return. I want to play you a song. Um, and because I think in the brokenness of life and the, the mess, many of us will feel, I don't fit. I'm not sure whether the kingdom of God can be at work within me. This is a song uh, which came across this week, which is called, O Come All Ye Unfaithful. O Come All Ye Unfaithful.
Christ was born for us and the increase of his reign within our lives has no end. It will keep on growing and he invites us to receive his spirit. He invites us to let him reign within us. Let's pray for a moment. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we bring you the darkness in our hearts. We bring you the darkness in our world and we ask that your reign of justice and of peace 
of righteousness would reign within us. Will you fill us now with your spirit? Will you help us this day and this week to let your word grow within us? Help us to transform our families. Help us bring transformation in our workplace. Help us to bring transformation in our town, in our city, in our nation, in our world. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Amen.